In the last two years, there's been several news stories of many people discovering that they were not validly baptized. Since the Second Vatican Council, some priests, some deacons have taken liberty to the form and the matter of baptism so that when they administered what they thought they were doing as baptism, rendered the sacrament invalid. It could be changing the words, for example, saying, I baptize you in the name of the Creator, Redeemer, and Sanctifier, invalid, or it could be the way baptism is done. And one of the most common problems is baptizing the back of the head. As you can see in this picture, baptism must be on the skin, uh, traditionally at least on the forehead or the front of the face. The problem here is when someone has a lot of hair, they're not bald, and you pour water on the back of the head where there's lots of hair, uh, if the water doesn't run on the skin, while he says, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, uh, that baptism is invalid, and it has to be done properly, as we see here, for example, on this image, with the baptism of King Clovis of the Franks. As you can see, uh, the bishop, I think it was Remigius, might have that wrong, he's pouring, uh, first of all, he's in a font. This is the traditional Roman baptism. We're not used to it, but traditional Roman baptism is standing in a giant adult-sized font with water usually up to your knees or waist, and the priest or the bishop pours water, a lot of it, on the head, but on the forehead, down the face, and onto the body. That's the traditional way of doing it. You can see right there in the picture, I wish I could make it even bigger, the bishop is pouring the baptismal water onto the forehead of Clovis three times as he says the baptismal formula. That's the proper way to do it. Baptizing on the back of the head, they do it because they're trying to baptize adults in baby baptismal founts, which are like this big and this high off the ground. So these have people lean over and they're baptizing here, but that's not baptizing the skin. So I'm going to go over some of the rules on baptisms so that you understand it's good to know, and then maybe some advice. Um, if you were most certainly baptized invalidly, um, what can be done? It's kind of a kind of a scary thing. So I am reading here from Prumer's Handbook of Moral Theology. I got this on the WM Review at wmreview.co.uk. And he has a nice little uh, chart here on what is uh, considered valid, invalid, and doubtful. So let me see if I can put this on the screen. I'll, I'll grab a screenshot. It's, it's well laid out. Uh, maybe you'll be able to uh, see, especially if you're on a television at home watching this. Oh my goodness, that's really big. Um, I might not be able to do this. Oh, here we go. Now it's gonna be too big. I'll try to put it in the corner and y'all can do what you will with it. Okay, so the very first is water poured once rather than in the threefold manner. So what's supposed to happen is the proper form is in the triune name. So you pour once at Father, once at Son, and once at Holy Ghost. But if it's only done one time rather than three, it's valid but not licit. So your, your baptism is valid. You're fine. You don't have to worry about it, okay? What about if the minister held the candidate under running water, like under a waterfall? 
valid if the minister directs water onto the candidate's head. Otherwise, probably valid, but therefore doubtful. Seek advice and condition on conditional baptism. Conditional baptism is where you're not sure if someone's baptized, either no one remembers, or maybe some people kind of remember, but they're not sure, or the rite was done in a way that makes it doubtful or invalid. A conditional baptism is something like, if you are not already baptized, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That's how it's done. So if you just put someone under a waterfall, see, the thing is, is the baptismal water needs to be administered to you as a sinner. So the priest who acts as Jesus Christ is administering the holy water to you, to your head, right, in an act as he says the words. So just a waterfall falling on you or like it's just raining outside and he says it while the rain falls on you, he's not administering the water to your head. See the problem? Unless he diverts it, like the waterfall, onto your head, then he's actually doing it. The third, water only flowed on the hair, not the skin of the head. Doubtful, seek conditional baptism. This is a big problem. And I think in the old days, people knew that you don't do that. But this picture right here, I took from a Catholic website. And uh, it shows uh, what appears to be a little girl uh, being baptized on the back of the head on the hair. Now, Maybe it got there and it's legit, but this is not the way that we want to do things in the Catholic Church, right? We want to make sure that we do them properly. And, uh, you know, that would if that was my daughter, there would be a concern there. All right, the next one, the water did not flow. For example, the minister used a wet thumb or a sponge to anoint the candidate. So let's just say they... Uh, dipped their hand in a cup of water and their hand was wet and they touched it to your head. So water went to your head, but it didn't flow. That's doubtful. Seek conditional baptism. The next one is water was not applied to the head, but other, some other part. Also doubtful. Seek conditional baptism. This uh, can happen. Let's say um, there's a baby and the baby's born breech, and they think the baby's going to die, so they baptize maybe uh, the legs or the stomach of the baby, and they maybe can't get the head out, and then the baby is born, and the baby's fine, and there's a question, well, was the baby baptized because the baby wasn't baptized on the head? It's doubtful. You do a conditional baptism. Makes sense? Uh, the water was sprinkled and did not flow on the skin of the head doubtful or invalid depending on the facts or the case of the case seek at least conditional baptism again all this comes from prumer 1956 handbook of moral theology these are the old school rules today a lot of people don't even care i care you should care we need to make sure people are getting baptized properly and again if there's a problem you do a conditional baptism it's it's not the end of the world it's not scary we just you know we just fix things. Next, the water was administered separately to the words. Valid but illicit if morally simultaneous. Doubtful or invalid if substantially separate. Seek advice. So, what does this mean? Okay, when you're baptized, there has to be the pouring of the water on your skin, on your head. Those are the rules 
the pouring on the head goes all the way back to the Didache, which is first century, most likely first century document. It's our oldest document on baptism. It actually says immersion is ideal, which I believe we should be. I think we should have immersion. And if immersion is not possible, you can pour on the head three times on the forehead. By the way, there's a great verse in the book of Revelation. And they shall see his face and his name shall be on their foreheads. Apocalypse, Revelation 22, 4. The forehead is the normative way. So when you baptize, while you're saying, I baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, the pouring of that, it should be simultaneous, right? So you shouldn't pour the water three times and then after you're done, put it down and say, and I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. No, there needs to be a, um, a symphony between the actions and the words. And so what it's saying here is if, it's morally simultaneous. It's valid but licit. If it's substantially separate, seek advice. So I think what's going on here is, let's say you're watching your baby be baptized, and the priest says, I baptize you in the name of, and while he's saying name of, he pours, and then father, so he's already poured before father, or maybe he pours after father. Or he says, and the son, and then he waits a little bit and pours, Right there, that would be valid, maybe illicit, if it's substantially separate. Like he says the whole thing and the pourings are not connected, then it's invalid. You got you to gotta get it done. Does that make sense? I mean, some of this is just common sense. But sadly, sometimes priests make a mistake or do it wrongly. The next one is the water is poured by one person. And the words spoken by another, this is invalid. All right, so this is a two-person baptism. Sadly, this was actually happening at the Reformation in some Lutheran circles, and they had to crack down on it. So what happened is you'll have two people. Let's say you got, uh, and be horrible, you got priest A and you got priest B. Priest A is pouring the water while priest B says the words. It's like a con celebration. It's invalid. That is not a valid baptism. Not a valid baptism. Now, in the early church, when they were baptizing, they did it in the nude, naked. And when women were baptized, they were baptized separate from the men. They would have women assist with the baptism. They would often have a cloth held up. Um, and the bishop would baptize them, but they would, he would be assisted by the women. That doesn't mean that the women were pouring the water or saying the words while the, while the bishop or the priest did his part. No, the bishop and priest was saying the words and administering the water, being assisted by the women and baptizing uh, the women. And then the last one here listed is the candidate applied the water to himself, whether saying the words or not. That's invalid. You cannot baptize yourself. Salvation is something that happens outside of you by Christ administering his Holy Spirit and his blood onto you. That's why baptism must always be administered by one person to the other person. And the person administering the baptism must say the form and administer the water at the same time. And that's how you're validly baptized. Now, like I said, 
for the last couple of years, there's been more and more revelations of people being invalidly baptized, including a priest. I think it was in Detroit. I might have that wrong. He watched the VHS of his baptism and it was invalid. He knew it was invalid, which means every sacrament he received after that was invalid because every sacrament presumes the existence of baptism on the soul, which means his confirmation was invalid. It means all of his communions. It also means his ordination to the priesthood. So he had to go back and he had to have confirmation, first communion, and receive all the ordination rites again after receiving valid baptism. Now, if you're in this situation, I don't want you to be scrupulous. If you don't, if there's no reason to doubt it, then don't doubt. But if there is doubt or invalidity, the solution is a conditional baptism. How do you pursue that and how do you do that? All right, well, you talk to your priest and you say, I think there's reason that my baptism was invalid. And you go, oh, that's serious. Tell me about it. Well, when I was baptized, I remember when they poured water on my head, I had a bunch of hair gel, like a helmet, and I don't think the water ever got through my hair and my hair gel and never got to my scalp. And so I don't think I'm really baptized. And the priest is going to probably say, yeah, that's a problem. We need to at least conditionally baptize you. And that is to say, remember, being baptized twice is a mortal sin. You can only be baptized one time in the Catholic Church. So what you do is, is you say, if you are not already baptized, and then you perform the baptism. If the person was already baptized, that whole thing is void. If the person um, was never baptized, that new rite becomes effectual from that point forward. Does that make sense? All right, so there it is. Be very careful. Um, if you see this kind of thing, I think it's worth talking to Father about. And uh, it needs to be more like the old Roman baptisms like this, where the water is poured on the head. And I think we Catholics need to get back to having fonts big enough for adults to be baptized, not just babies. There's baby fonts, and then there's adult fonts. For example, if you see the font of Juan Diego when he was baptized in Mexico, it was a big font because they were baptizing adults. We need adult fonts, baby fonts. Makes sense. Thanks for watching. Remember, our Lord Jesus Christ is the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless and Godspeed.